The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Thanks for joining us. This is UnityOnlineRadio.org, the voice of an awakening world. It's time for a different take on spirituality for the modern world. Welcome to Big Universe with Jim Lefter. Hello and welcome to Big Universe on Unity Online Radio. I'm Jim Lefter. I'll be your host for today. I'm a spiritual journeyman and media consultant. I'm at the Center for Spiritual Living Greater Baltimore at cslgreaterbaltimore.org. Joining me today is my fantastic co-host, spiritual rebel Sarah Bowen. Look for her new book, Sacred Send-Offs. She is also the author of Spiritual Rebel, a positively addictive guide to finding deeper perspective and higher purpose. Hi, Sarah. How are you today? I'm grateful to see your face as always, Jim. Well, that's a nice thing to say. We can see each other across the video webs here, and that's cool. I love to see your face too. And to hear your voice. So I am excited about our talk today. We've got a juicy topic, I think. Yes, prayer. Prayer is very important in so many different ways. Do you? How do you uh, communicate? How do you pray? Well, I have to acknowledge and confess that I ran from prayer for many, many years, and I was prayer phobic. Uh, the way that I had learned it as a child, you know, was, I don't know, there was something that, like when you pray when you're five, like it's, it looks one way, and then all of a sudden you get to be a teen and I don't know, it just got confusing and weird. And I didn't care for it very much. And I dumped it for a long time. Uh, but I'm grateful to have it back. I pray in all sorts of ways. And as you would probably expect, they're very irreverent. And I use a lot of saucy language with God. You know, I don't think that's a problem. I don't think uh, the universe cares what kind of uh, saucy language we use. I think it's just important that we have some sort of connection. For me, it's... Um, I, I, there are definitely times where I'm, you know, it's, it goes into a, oh God, please help me kind of, kind of phase. And I don't think there's anything wrong with that. I mean, I don't believe that in, personally, I don't believe that God is an external being or anything, some, some dude in the sky, but I still think you reach up into that consciousness and you say, you know, I, I, this is what I want. This is what I need right now. But I also pray from the perspective of, you know, an affirmative prayer. This is, this is what it is. This is God is everything. God is all. I am a part of that connection. And um, what I'm going through and what I'm doing is a part of the process. So, you know, I think you can come to prayer from so many different angles. I do too. And I think it's important. You just really struck a chord with me, Jim, you know, about talking about that first kind of prayer, like what we might call lament in a traditional sense, like, oh man, this is big and this is too much and I need someone to hear me and I just need to be supported in what I'm feeling. And, you know, the, I always call it the, that stinks prayer 
like just needing to get that out. Actually, I use spicier words, but you know, for today's show, I'm going to call it that that stinks prayer. And then there's that other side, the affirmative prayer, the, the ideas of, you know, what we say matters and our words matter. And I think there's a space for, for both, uh, the Taoist in me, I guess would, would say there's a space for both of those. And I also like interspecies prayer. You know, I pray with squirrels all the time. I don't know what they say besides. Well, that's, like, why don't you know what they say? Come on. I don't know squirrel yet, but I did have a very interesting uh, conversation the other day with a parrot, Interesting. which really, really blew my mind. I was talking with a friend about climate change and my concerns about the kind of interactions of, of animal welfare and climate change and all that stuff that I like to talk about. And all of a sudden, the parrot that she has at her home says, I have something to say. And I totally freaked out. I was like, what? So we listened to Bella and I ended up in tears hearing, you know, some of the words coming out of this parrot, some that I understood, some that I didn't. And this deep anguish for, you know, what we've done to the rainforests and what we've done to the places that would have been her home. And it was this very much, you know, spirit infused moment of prayer with wow. another being. So I, I think it is possible. I think it is. That is pretty cool. That is pretty cool. Well, we're going to be talking about prayer today with Agape Stasinopoulos uh, and her book, Speaking with Spirit. So I'm looking forward to it. You got any quotes today? I do. And, I'm, and it's funny. I just realized it does have a bird in it. So here we go. The prophet Muhammad exclaimed that a bird after sipping water always tilts its head upward, not only for the water to flow through, but for praise and thanks to flow heavenward. Oh, that is beautiful. That is Imam Jamal Rahman in a great book by uh, Celeste Giacoboni called How Do You Pray? that has about 50 interviews with different folks, uh, kind of spiritual leaders and all sorts of different traditions talking about how they pray. Oh, that's wonderful. That's wonderful. How about you? Well, I'm going for an oldie but goodie. Today, I do affirm that I am divinely guided. There is that within which knows what to do and how to do it. And it compels me to act on what it knows. Yes. Ew. Well, it's, it's got to be Ernest. Yes. It's my old buddy, Ernest Holmes. You know what? I love your reverence for Ernest and the way that you bring him into these. I mean, I think it's you, you hit it spot on there, Jim. All right. Are you ready to get into the episode? Let's do it. And now it's time for our interview. Agape Stasinopoulos is a best-selling author and speaker who inspires audiences around the world. She's the author of Wake Up to the Joy of You and Unbinding the Heart, a Dose of Greek Wisdom, Generosity, and Unconditional Love. She was trained in London at the Royal Academy of Dramatic Art and received her master's degree in psychology from the University of Santa Monica. Her previous books on the Greek archetypes, gods and goddesses in love and conversations with the goddesses were turned into PBS specials. She was born and raised in Athens, Greece and now lives in New York City. Agape is the author of the new book, Speaking with Spirit, 52 Prayers to Guide, Inspire and Uplift You. Hi Agape, welcome to Big Universe. Hi Jim and hi Sarah and hi Big Universe. <laughs> It's so awesome to have you on. I really enjoyed your book. It came at a really great time for me. How so? Uh, well, you know, I love the insights. I love the personal stories and the prayers. I bookmarked several sections 
uh, to go back to. It just really spoke to me in a lot of ways. I know I'm going to be going back to it. Yeah. Thank you so much. That just means so much to me uh, because as always, you know, you, when you write a book, you pour it out and you don't really know what the end result will be and you don't know how it would be received. And so far I'm finding the resonance for people and it just, I cannot tell you both how it thrills my heart because as we go on in our conversation, I'll tell you how I ended up writing this book and what I learned from it. Oh, I definitely want to hear more about that. I want to start with something simple. What is prayer to you? Okay, here it is. Prayer is a tool that gives us the awareness that we are always connected. And that's all it is. It is a gift from the big universe, from God, from the divine, from the presence, whatever you, you want to call it, that's been given to mankind as a doorway to connect, to know that we have access to the kingdom, to the divine, to God. And, and we can, you know, each one of us um, explain what this is for each person, which is very unique and individual. But for the lack of another word, we call it God. But that we as humans have direct access to that 24-7. Otherwise, we wouldn't be alive. Hmm. How do you listen to that? that voice, that, that universe, that God, what, how does it come to you? How do you listen back with that? You know, I have a practice that I want to share with our listeners that is so simple because, you know, to get back to the simplicity of prayer and to accessing that place inside of us, you know, we almost have to return to a childlike, um, persona because as an adult we are too much in our head we are too much in our seriousness we are too much uh, involved in how we are perceived how we sound the ego gets in there the thoughts and it's we lose the most pure beautiful sweet space that children have mm. so um to come back to to the answer your question how do you know your voice is you basically come out of that persona to your purity to your innocence and the the practice that I use Sarah and Jim that is so simple I have a pad and I have a journal and a pen that I love or many pens that I love and every day I write a phrase that says spirit speaks to me Mm. And then it's blank. And trust me, if you, anyone can do that and you don't censor it, spirit is going to speak to you mm. and it's going to advise you and help you at very specifically. What was it the other day um, that I was asking? I was feeling this, um, I call it this um, kind of uh, amorphous anxiety. You know, it sort of runs <laughs> right, like kind a, of all over the place. Off with right. you. Yep. Uh, yeah, it's kind of a current. <laughs> you say, right. what, am I, what am I anxious about right now? I just had dinner. 
I feel good. I, I, you know, I mean, I'm very familiar with this. <laughs> very familiar. Like, it, it vibrates you. Mm -hmm. And uh, and I asked, I said, I took immediately my journal and I said, Spirit, speak to me. And I said, get off your devices and disconnect. Mm. You know, and then it said, preferably go for a walk. Yeah. <laughs> and I know it's cold. Spirit said that I know it's cold, but preferably go get some air. And I did. I absolutely did. I turned it off. I mean, you know, you we all know that our devices are an extension of our hand. I mean, mm -hmm. I, yeah, they are these days. Yeah. Every 10 minutes, you know, we have to check. And uh, uh, to me, that connection, that spirit speaks to me and, and in a very specific ways, if I allow it and if I'm not lazy to ask, because it's easy at that moment to go do something to distract yourself, but to, to turn it off and to allow the presence to come in and the calmness. And it really is, I mean, if you think about it, in the brain, it's scientific. There is the neuropathway of calmness and peace and love and centeredness, and there's the neuropathway of anxiety, worry, fear. I mean, they're like, if we could see them, they're like pathways. And to me, what prayer does is that it gives you access to the other pathway. I mean, other people might say, well, I exercise for that, fine. Or I meditate for that. Or I do something, uh, I do silence or I do yoga. Whatever it is for you, as long as it has the devotional and a lot, as long as it has the element of getting away from yourself as you know yourself, to go into the bigger part of yourself. And then you feel back home at, within yourself, which is the most wonderful feeling. So when you write out what, what you write out about spirit, does it, does it come to you as, as written word from there? Or does it come to you just in, you know, in, your, in your mind, in yourself? How do you, comes, re how do you it, receive it? it? I, I receive it in a very automatic way. Like, okay. uh, it just speaks. It just speaks. Okay. Uh, okay. But the, the pen and the, the pen and the paper anchors it. It's like the brain likes that. Ah. And okay. It, like it, it grounds it, and it makes it real. Or I could speak it. Like um, you know, the way I wrote this book, speaking with spirit. And by the way, I wrote it during the pandemic at a very challenging time. Yes. Uh, March fourteenth, twenty twenty, when the pandemic exploded. Uh, we went back to our home in Los Angeles with my sister and my nieces and uh, left New York and stayed there for a year and a half. We were going to go for a month and a half. Oh, my goodness. And um, uh, we have wonderful friends and, and I have wonderful community. My spiritual community is there. But I could see no one. I, we couldn't go to the... You remember those days, right? Oh, yes. Yes, yes, yes. very clearly. I mean, we, we didn't even think we could go with masks. And we used to um, uh, wash down all our, um, our, our groceries because we didn't know where the virus was coming from. Right. And so I, I don't know how you felt, Sarah. I don't know how you felt, Jim, but I felt exiled. I mm -hmm. felt I was being punished. Uh, and I'm a complete and utter extrovert. I love um, <laughs> my events. I'm Greek, you know, I love um, going out and eating with people. I mean, that is my biggest joy. And suddenly right. that was gone. 
I mean, I had my family, so I had to write this book, and I write my books through dictation. I dictate them to a human being um, because I am more of a performer. I'm an orator. I studied acting, so I speak it, and in speaking it, I went for walks, and well, well, I was on my phone, and the prayers would come, or I would speak it on my iPhone and dictate it and then transcribe it. And it's a wonderful process for anyone who wants to write and feels stuck because then you see it, you print it, and you have your words, and then you edit it. Hmm. So the answer to your question, how does it come? To me, uh, it, it, auto, it comes like an automatic response. It's right there hmm. uh, if I don't censor it. And it's always there. And it is the most comforting feeling, uh, but I don't know, and this is something I would love to talk to you about, both of you, why is it that we don't, I, I forget to pray myself, I forget to ask, I forget to write it down, and it's not so much that I forget, but there is a block sometimes to right. get to that space. Right. So I. I don't know why. Why do you think that is? Why do, I, I get this question all the time from people. I love to pray, but I don't pray until I'm in crisis mm -hmm. or yeah. until I need something. What happens to the rest of the times when you're alive? Right, <laughs> right. Well, I think for me, um, it's a matter of taking that time and listening and paying attention to it. You know, it, it's so easy to get caught up, like you said, in devices and everything that we do, we're, we're kind of a doing culture. And That's so, right. I, and we forget that right. it's not about the doing all the time. It's about paying attention, not only to ourselves, but our spirit, you know, and, exactly. and, and what we feel. I don't know what you think, Sarah, what, what we're, well, two things struck me while you were speaking, Agapi. I think the first one is that I think sometimes people think they need to be in a certain state before they pray. Yes. Right? Like we've yes. got we've got to right. get everything cleaned up. And, yes. and Jim and I were talking before this. You know, I mm -hmm. my my prayer is full of spicy, saucy language and <laughs> uns uncensored. Like, you know, you're talking about uh, what you're not talking about spicy language, but not censoring ourselves. And I think we think we have to show up to the universe or to God some way. So I think that's the first thing. And I think the other thing is that we we don't prioritize it. Yes. Because we, we don't always see an exact benefit. We're so benefits oriented. Like I prayed today and nothing happened. Oh, exactly. I guess I'll skip tomorrow. So exactly. if we can, <laughs> we can detach the prayer from the benefit. Uh, or make it a daily practice like your book does, you know, with the 52 weeks. I think that's so wonderful because you, you, you give it a structure. Yes. And I think we need structure for a prayer life. I don't know. That's my two cents for what it's I, worth. I, I love that you said we are um, programmed to have the benefit. You know, I prayed for that and it didn't happen. So, you know, who needs to pray? Thank you so much. I'll work this on my own. God, thank you. Mm -hmm. uh, but, you know, or, or I think um, we are so... Um, performance oriented you know yes. like i sunday uh, sunday i'll go to church or saturdays i'll go to, and that's why i love churches when they sing you know the the black churches when there is the singing or the catholic i mean i just love the singing because the singing lifts the spirit i mean if you really want if you're really stuck and you're feeling empty or you're feeling um 
uh, dull. That's what I, let's call it this way, because a lot of us has the, they have these dull days. Oh, great, here's another day. I do the same thing over and over again. And we lack inspiration. Well, for God's sake, listen to Beethoven's Ode to Joy. And there is tons of recordings on YouTube that are with a thousand, I think there is one that has a thousand um, people in it, musicians. Oh, wow. Uh, a thousand, I think it was in Japan, with a thousand uh, orchestra and chorus. And my God, if you don't get lifted <laughs> on that, it's like it wipes out any thoughts. Mm. So to me, that's prayer at mm. that moment because sometimes i don't have it in me to even praise what what sarah was saying sometimes you just feel um you didn't reap the benefit yesterday or you you don't feel like it you know you just <laughs> want to get on with your day yeah. you know and yeah. you don't want to have to do one more thing but listen to music play something that uplifts you the spirit rejoices in your joy and and get to know that spirit. I mean, I don't know you, do you read Rumi and Hafiz and oh, Kabir? Oh, yes, yes. You know, the poets, I mean, keep them by your bedside, the mystic poets. And uh, um, they are, they, they, they see spirit as their lover. I, I first of all, every prayer I want to share with our listeners here for me starts with downloading how you feel to spirit. So it's mm. not like, um, I'm great, thank you so much, can you help me? It's like, I'm feeling lousy, I'm feeling scared. Right. You, come, you come in your truth, you come in your vulnerability, you come as you are, naked. And to me, that is the power of, of the prayer. And then you ask for the spirit, because you don't have to dress it up. If you're pissed off, you're pissed off. And if you're angry at things that didn't work for you, and if you... Um, feeling judged or you're feeling fear of lack of not having so I say let's get this fear by the balls if you don't mind saying that <laughs> I mean we've got to just write and, and Sarah said she's often uses language that's very <laughs> graphic right. you know? saucy yep. <laughs> saucy thank you well that's saucy is that saucy enough that's let's good. get it and say I got you Okay, I got you. What do you have to say to me? And can I talk to you? And let's have a conversation. And the prayer goes basically, as I move forward in my journey, I ask to find the courage to move past my fear, knowing that the mighty spirit that lives in me is so much bigger than the fear. And then you say that, but you wait, because it's the mighty spirit okay and you breathe it in show me how to transform my fear into trust my insecurity into confidence show me how to transform my scared voice into my sacred voice show me where the opportunities are and lead me to the support i need so i can see my vision clearly and draw strength from it so many people right now are dealing with financial anxiety raising kids uh, not knowing if the kids should go to school, um, having people um, losing their jobs, survival. So let, it, let us go there and say, I understand that the fear I'm experiencing is produced by the primitive part of my brain 
that is driven to survive. Let me turn to prayer. I become quiet and still, and in that space I feel the presence of love, compassion, and joy. And as I say these words, I feel the release of what binds me and keeps me from moving ahead. So as I move forward in taking the next steps, I see the sword of strength, and you summon it up, you summon up your strength that clears the pathway. Words have power, my friends, so I can move with determination, trust, positive energy, which are always available to me. I release the illusions that I'm walking alone. I release the illusions that I'm walking alone, and I receive the support that shows me in practical, small ways that I can expand beyond my fear. So be it. I love that. That's a wonderful prayer. Thank you so much. You know, what if someone feels silly and doesn't believe there's anyone listening when you have a prayer? What would you say to them? Yes, I would say to you, whoever is saying that, start talking and listening to your 36 trillion cells that are making you right now. Do you know that this body is made out of 36 Point two, I think, trillion cells, and it's breathing us. And this miracle of life that we are is for us. So this intelligence that we do not comprehend, that is beyond, uh, beyond the mind, start to get quiet and speak to that part or let that part speak to you. If you call it divine intelligence, if you call it... Um, God, if you call it the breath of life, whatever it is, but know that it's there giving you life. And what I recommend is that you have people who believe, who have faith, pray for you to awaken that part of you because you are connected right now. We're all connected, but we don't have the awareness. Our awareness is blocked. So what we really want is that veil to be removed. So if you can't do it for yourself and you feel silly and you feel self-conscious, I understand. But what if on the other side was this richness, this wealth, this miraculous gift that could give you such fulfillment because it's you knowing you. That's what it really is. It's really the God in you awakens. It's not in Jim or Sarah and Agape and that's it or in the interfaith ministers or in the church. It's, or it, You got it. So why not learn how to access it? Isn't that a great thing to have for the rest of your life? Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, we'll be right back on Big Universe on Unity Online Radio. We're glad you found us. This is UnityOnlineRadio.org, the voice of an awakening world. We 
Welcome back to a slightly off-kilter look at spirituality. This is Big Universe with Jim Lefter. Welcome back to Big Universe on Unity Online Radio. We're talking with Agape Stasinopoulos, and her book is Speaking with Spirit, 52 Prayers to Guide, Inspire, and Uplift You. And it's out now, by the way. You should definitely look into that. So how did you come to the spiritual path that you're on now, Agape? One of the things I mentioned in the book is that my first spiritual teacher was my mother, Ellie Stasinopoulos, who passed away uh, actually um, about 22 years ago. And uh, she raised me and Ariana with an incredible trust about life. She was not religious as such. She wasn't uh, going to the church, but she felt that spirituality was in our everyday lives. And she had um, an incredible faith in people and life and generosity and had a way of communing with some, the big universe, so to speak, you know, the, the bigger reality of life. So she made miracles happen for me and Ariana. She brought us to England to study. She overcame difficulties with my father who was um, not faithful to her, an incredible, brilliant man who survived the concentration camps, but was very wounded in his, obviously. So that opened up uh, the pathway. And since I was 12 years old, she introduced me to yoga and meditation. Can you believe it? Oh, we wow. Teenage girls in, yeah, it was amazing. So um, I remember next to her, um, uh, bed, there was this book called Autobiography of a Yogi. Do you know that book? by Parama Oh, yes. Uh -huh. Oh, yes. Yes. And, and that book has opened up so many spirits and hearts. And so in Greek. And so years later, I was uh, studying acting at the Royal Academy of Dramatic Arts in London. And I was asked to play a part in a movie in Los Angeles. I went to Los Angeles and uh, auditioned for the movie and got the part but um, about six weeks later they told me that the movie had fallen through you know uh. a, a usual Hollywood story and um, I embarked uh, on a path to stay in Los Angeles in an unknown situation but I met tons of people started to do yoga and um, and and you know yoga and, and retreats and meditation but yoga primarily, I was doing a lot of physical yoga and reading spiritual books like Paramahansa Yogananda and Sri Aurobindo and Krishnamurti. And I had a spiritual awakening. Hmm. I mean, I literally had what they call like your third eye opens wow. and, you, and you see the light. And I call it grace <clears throat> mm -hmm. because you can't make these things up. You can't will them. And, uh, but I had this epiphany and I didn't then believe in God. I was 23, I didn't know, and I, I had a, a soul awakening. I felt my soul, I felt uh, something woke up inside of me that I knew I was part of God and that I was embraced. And then I embarked in finding a spiritual teacher and I found my spiritual teacher uh, who uh, passed away, um, I think five years ago in Los Angeles. Uh, called John Roger, who created the movement of spiritual inner awareness, which is a path to soul transcendence. And mm. it's a very specific path. There is, um, they're based in Los Angeles, but they're global. It's a very small group. Uh, 
and their teachings that are really about the soul and overcoming this world into your soul and transcending. Mm. And there are meditations and there are seminars and there are books and there are initiations. So that became my path. However, I, I, the extraordinary thing for me that happened is that my life, the way it unfolded and the way I found my courage to start acting on my own when the parts were not coming, creating my own one-woman show, writing books on the Greek archetypes. Uh, it, 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 my journey was about finding my creativity, my strength, my spark in the world. So while I woke up to my spirit, it's like, it was, what do I do with the spirit in the world? And it was something where the world wasn't giving me what I thought I wanted, wasn't giving me the acting career or the producing career or the man that I wanted. So there was a lot of closed doors. So because of the closed doors, I had to open my inner doors. Mm. And that's when I opened up the, and I, I came, th I overcame so much. And um, obviously, uh, looking back, it was a setup because in overcoming my challenges and my finding my confidence, finding my voice, I then wrote the book Unbinding the Heart and told my story. And in st when I started to tell my story and how I became me and how I conquered my fears and how I felt um, a new self-support, a new self-love, I went out into the world and spoke from the depths of my heart and had extraordinary events. I mean, my events were ended up in, in, in hug sessions. Oh, that's wonderful. Would, I always love when uh, things end up in hug sessions. <laughs> you know, people would come and hug me and I would hug them and they would cry. It was like an opening of the heart. And part of my teacher, what my teacher really taught me is the power of the open heart. So ultimately, to return to the speaking of spirit and why the prayers work, because when you are conversing with the higher part in you, your wisdom, your God in you, you have to open your heart. And when you open your heart, the answers come, the love comes, the support comes. So ultimately, the spiritual journey is the journey of the open heart. Mm. If your heart is closed, it don't mean a thing. Doesn't matter what you say, what you do, what you write, how much money you make. Doesn't matter. Mm -hmm. If your heart is closed, you know it's going to be unbearable. And and how can we help people open up their hearts? You know, and and that's for me is my my passion and my my vocation in a way. And people say, oh, you teach of these wonderful things. That's what I teach. That's what I, I'm a lover. I mean, I, that, I miss hugging now, of course, because of the whole right. COVID. Yeah. Thing. I mean, people need to be hugged to be loved. There is a, a, a very beautiful saying in the, in the opening of the book by Raymond Carter and says, and did you get what you wanted from this life? Even so I did. And what did you want to call myself beloved, to feel myself beloved on this earth. Mm. See, most of us don't know we're loved. Most of us feel we're not good enough. 
And in my other book, Wake Up to the Joy of You, I have a whole chapter that says it's enough of not feeling good enough. 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 You know, <laughs> enough. We, what do you think, Sarah? I, well, I think that goes right to the question that I, I have for you, which is about purpose. You know, there, it's often spiritual journey and this idea of higher purpose are often entangled or, or go together in some way. And we talk about the journey as this way of kind of getting somewhere to this new realized better, better me, you know, or that kind of thing. Yes. Yes. And I'm hearing something a little different from you. I'm, I'm hearing yes. this journey more as a, as a state of being, yes. would that be accurate? Could you talk a little bit more about how you view purpose? Yes, absolutely. Um, I think our only purpose on this earth is to wake up to who we are. And that's, I think, what you're talking about, state. To, to be an awakened human, to be an awakened soul, to be an awakened heart. Uh, and that's why I don't necessarily believe in goals because I think goals can come and beat you bloody. I never had a goal that I was going to be a writer. <laughs> well said. They will, they'll come and beat you bloody. I mean, there are certain people who are completely goal-oriented, and God bless them. They go out and, and have this map out of what they want, and they get it. But for me, it was more of a natural flow of awakening. And as I, as I was awakened, I said, oh, now I'm going to do that. And what about that? And how that, and what about this? And in the awakening, you start to share you and you allow the people to share themselves with you. And, and it's, it's, it's really beautiful because when you're awakened, you, you don't really need to necessarily achieve anything. You just do because it's your nature to be creative and to express. One of, one of the things I love about the book is that uh, you, you take these, these concepts and you bring them down to earth in terms of uh, practicality in some ways, like asking God to come with you on a job interview. Um, yes. you know, I, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't have thought to do that. What, what do you mean by that sort of approach? I mean, uh, I, I mean, you're never alone, so you might as well evoke who is with you. Uh, you know, uh, I said, if I had a tattoo to write on my forehead, it would be, God is my partner. And it's so powerful. I encourage our listeners to really start writing that down. I had a very visceral experience once when I was producing a, um, a movie and I had a, a partner who uh, was fighting me and, and not agreeing with me and, and everything. And, and I said, you know, I'm just going to go do this on my own. And she said, you can't, because she had the money. And he said, I'm your partner. And I said, no, you're not my partner. God is my partner. And I never forgot it. When I said that, I felt this power inside of me. So if you march into your life with this awareness that you are not alone, um, everything, everything you do, yes, why not evoke that energy uh, and that power when you go to a, to a job interview. One of the prayers that I like is, uh, and I'm hoping you'll read for us, is prayer for when you're feeling burnt out. Because I, I know a lot of people are feeling burnt out right now for, a lot for of various reasons. Would you mind of reading course. that for us? Of course. So if you're feeling burnt out, 
Come into the peace of your heart and silence yourself and allow the Spirit to move through you as we say these words. Dear beloved, I've been going non-stop. I've lost my boundaries and I feel I'm about to lose myself in the burden of my work and my life. I've lost my enjoyment and my creativity. I feel as though I'm on a treadmill and I can't get off. Please assist me in knowing how to back away so that I may return to a sense of inner connection, regain the ability to delegate, set limits on what I'm able to contribute, and release any judgment of myself. I ask also that I may be given the wisdom and guidance to know whether it may be time to change jobs, take a break. Can I afford to take a break? I quieten myself. I listen for your guidance. But most of all, I want to hear the loving voice in my heart that tells me it's okay to rest. It's okay to stay back. I have so over-identified with my work that I'm afraid that if I let go, I will also lose my identity. Maybe I need to cry to release the pressure that is put upon me and that I put upon myself. I can exhale and remember to trust the bigger picture of my life. Please send the light to any support from my friends, my colleagues, who might come to me and show me there is a way. And I can shift my hours or my responsibilities while still producing and contributing. I ask for the divine to show me the infinite solutions, possibilities before me, and release any burdens in my heart. So be it. <laughs> I feel like I need to read that weekly. It's, yes. <laughs> weekly, it's daily. So, well, it's so um, it's so beautifully specific. Yes. In in what the needs are to be asked for, and and I think that's why it stands out for me. What what role do you think? Do you think it's important to be specific in prayer? Yes, like I that? do. Absolutely, absolutely. And I think I think when we ask the spirit to help us give ourselves permission to rest, to to back off to say, I can't handle that, and that's not a form of uh, weakness. To say, I can't handle that, that's too much for me, that's too much ask. And uh, I know that breaking point, and I think we all, and not, uh, that's why specifically I say, uh, send the light to any support from friends and colleagues, because you might want to hear it from friends to say, Sarah, back off, you don't have to do that. You don't have to answer to everybody's need. You don't have to be emotionally responsible for this person and this person. Back off, cut the cords. And I've had many people who've helped me set my boundaries and say, you know, I'm gonna go to bed today two hours earlier. I'm gonna wake up and stay in bed for an hour because I'm going to do that. You know, I'm going to ask someone else to handle this for me because right now I'm at a breaking point and to honor your bandwidth you know and I think it's we've got to bring spirit as our partner but somehow your high self and your wisdom knows how to do it uh, but the human part gets addicted and the pattern gets set so we all need that that help I think that's so useful right now as, as the, the home versus work have blurred for so many people that are working at home. 
and, exactly. and all of that pressure that comes where those boundaries have just, you know, what, what we had before, they're not there. Exactly. Yeah. I like when you talk about the questions you ask yourself every day, what worked today? What would I like to bring more of into my life? What Beautiful. does spirit have to say to me? Can you talk a little bit about that? Yeah, I think especially, you know, Jim, before going to sleep, like little kids, you know, if you just ask, ask them, what did you like about your day? What worked today? What could you do differently? You know, it brings you back your awareness to, to your consciousness. So you don't live on automatic. And then it focuses on the positive. Today, I really succeeded in this and I liked when I did that. Great. Let's do more of that tomorrow. And how did you do that? And then you start to gain strength and you, you become a master of yourself. And isn't that wonderful? Where does a sense of renewal come for you in your day? You know, you talk about enthusiasm for each new day. Where does that come from for you? I think uh, um, I have a sense of optimism and hope. And I, I've heard it said that we have a romantic um, ideal about ourselves. I always feel that today is going to be a better day than yesterday. And I do evoke the light a lot. You know, I always wake up in the morning and before I make my coffee, I say, I ask for the light of the spirit to fill me, protect me, and surround me so that my physical small agape moves into the larger big universe agape, that I move into the higher light. And even now as I'm talking, you can all move there. You just expand your consciousness, expand your energy, and ask for this light to move beyond the limitations of yourself and fill your heart. And it you find your words. I have my words. I, the light works for me. Find your words. It could be peace. It could be strength. It could be calm. It could be serenity. But um, evoking that, that's, that's what I call the prayer, uh, gives me the strength to, to know that today will be a, a great day, a day that gets me closer to awaken and to re-remember who we really are. You know, we're not these bodies and these selves in this world we are more, more than that but we don't we don't open up to that does it make sense oh it makes sense yeah yeah one of the gifts you talk about of, of being alone is one of the things we need to do is become our own favorite person in the world that's something <laughs> that's a challenge to me it really is how how do you how do you do that what are what are some I'm ways you can I'm do that I'm working on it. <laughs> <laughs> I think we not, all are. I'm, I'm not there yet. You know, I love people. <laughs> I'm not a loner. I'm not a loner. Um, I play music. I write. I, 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 let, I let myself be, you know, leave yourself. You know, have you heard this expression, leave yourself alone? How do you do it, Sarah? I, I write also. I think that when, when I get too many thoughts or too many minds or too many worries or too many opinions up in my head that I need to get them out. Yes. So, you know, write them down and then go out for a walk and listen to I love that. birds and squirrels and whoever else is, is rustling around and, and then get, 
you know, get tuned into the awe and the wonder of this yes. amazing world instead of like, I didn't get this done. I'm such a failure, exactly. you know, that kind of stuff. Exactly. And the pressure, the constant pressure. Yeah. Um, I, I think, again, uh, reading uh, divine poverty, um, poetry, you know, of, and you know, this poem that I have here, the coming home. Shall we read that? Oh, Jim? Yes. What do you think? Absolutely. You know, uh, I think uh, talk about loneliness. I used to be so lonely, lonely at my house, lonely when I got back to sleep, lonely when I was alone. When I was with people, I was never lonely. But when by myself, loneliness would hit my home. And then one day I heard a voice. Why don't you move in? I live alone too. You would like it here. Move in with me. I looked around and it was me talking to me. My house was empty. Wow, I said. I left that beautiful place a long time ago, going out looking for others to fill my home and left my house empty. Move in, move in with me. You like it here. You'll never have to pay rent. I'll never evict you. You'll be my honored guest. I know you, your likes, your dislikes, your little quintessential idiosyncrasies. I know you. I'll treat you nice and kind and give you lots of space. Move in, come, move in with me. I looked into my eyes, my heart, and saw the love for me. I surrendered. I opened the doors and moved in, into my empty house that I had left a long time ago. It was exactly as I left it. It had just missed me. I moved in and never left and never felt alone anymore. For my house filled with love once I accepted such kind and tender invitation. Mm, that's mm, nice. Brilliant. Thank you. That's so nice. my, my, I wrote this poem overlooking the Mediterranean, the Aegean, uh, in Mykonos, uh, gazing, in, and I remember this breeze in the air and this feeling of home came uh, to me that was so comforting and soothing. And I wrote this poem on my iPhone. And I want to invite our listeners to move in with yourself, move in with all of you. If you're feeling disconnected, if you're feeling uh, dissatisfied with life, just move in with you and befriend yourself, befriend all of you. The, the parts that we judge as dark or lonely or sad, the spirit in us has room for everything because God knows us and in our consciousness we know who we are and when we come to that place it's really coming home to yourself and it's the greatest gift so move in with you, <laughs> you know? I love it I love it and we don't have to charge ourselves rent so that works out absolutely. really well. exactly exactly absolutely if there's one thing, one suggestion, we just have a minute or so left, uh, or a piece of advice that you give our audience as we close, what would it be? Well, first of all, I want to give everybody my email. I do send out some guided meditations from Wake Up to the Joy of You, um, which is uh, agapi at unbindingtheheart.com. Please send me an email. Also tell me your thoughts about prayer. Uh, you can share your prayers with me. And as you uh, get and read this book, I invite you to be inspired to write down your prayers, speak your prayers, make them up, 
never judge the words because it's the essence behind it that will fill your heart. It, it is a, the last, um, the, in my last um, uh, page of the book, I have this um, prayer from Meister Eckhart that says, if all your life there's one prayer that you said, which is thank you, it will be enough. Mm-hmm. So uh, if only prayer you ever say to your entire life is thank you, it will be enough, Meister Eckhart. So I say thank you. Say thank you. That in itself, said in a heartfelt way, will fill your heart. So what I wish you is that you keep opening your heart, you keep letting you in, you keep letting God in, you keep letting other people in that you you feel are, are people who you want to have in your life. And you let your heart and your loving out unconditionally without saying, oh, um, I will give you this, but now give, what are you going to give me? It's more of this offering of this generosity. And I have a chapter in the book called... Um, it's not a trade, it's an offering, something that my mother always used to say. You know, it's, we're not, we're so used to saying, oh, I'll do this for you, what will you do for me? Just do it, because of the love of it. And it's your precious life. Just um, uh, live it, sing it, sing your song, write your music, uh, cook your meals, and, 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 and love yourself a lot. <laughs> life is Thank much better you. when you do. Thank you, Agape, for joining us on Big Universe. Thank you so much. For more information, my website is wakeuptothejoyofyou.com, and Agape Sees is my Instagram, and uh, my Facebook, of course, Agape Stasinopoulos. And uh, you can find me and share your thoughts. And thank you, Sarah. And thank you, Jim. And thank you, Big Universe. Oh, our pleasure. And speaking with spirit, 52 prayers to guide, inspire, and uplift you is her book. Well, thanks, everybody. I'm Jim Lefter with Sarah Bowen. We'll talk with you next time on Big Universe on Unity Online Radio. Thanks for listening. This is Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Hi, I'm Jane Asher, and I believe, and from what I've been shown, that when our loved ones die, they don't really leave. They just slip into the next room. On my podcast, I explore the bigger picture surrounding life on Earth and what follows when we do die. I speak with authors, friends, transition specialists, and other experts about every facet of death, dying, grief, hospice care, cultural traditions, and also our beliefs about that final journey and what we may end up facing. Please join me on the next room on the mindbodyspirit.fm podcast network or wherever you get your podcasts.